I believe every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm delighted that you are listening. I'm really glad to have James Midwinter with me on this episode and he's a photographer from Cornwall and I recently bought his book The Waves Between. Do you know when you see somebody's work and the words and the images they resonate really really deeply with you and you can't quite express how much you love what they do? <laughs> well that's me just now. <laughs> I can't quite say how, how beautiful I think James's work is so it's really nice to to have you along James so thank you. Thank you. That's really nice to hear. Um, Yeah, really happy to be here. So your work was actually pointed out to me by Andy Holloman, who is a photographer friend of mine, who thought I'd like your book. So I I bought it. And um, as I said, I'm I'm sort of captivated by it. But I'm not sure whether it's I was trying to figure out why. And I'm not sure whether it's just the synchronicity of of the the passion. So um, I also have a passion for see as for surfing for for water quiet and solitude and, and you know appreciation of, of silence and this sort of quiet imagery or I also wonder whether I'm connecting a bit more deeply with the concepts behind the images as well which is what I found really interesting when I started reading the book um, so I'd really like to to get into to that, that side of things if that's okay so you you say first up you have interwoven your life with your art does that that kind of make sense to you yeah it does it was it's um it took me a while to do that you know I I guess it's one of those things that you think of like you should be doing in art I guess but you know all the great artists they're so their lives are so intertwined with their work but like when you start off making art you're just learning how to do it and thinking about aesthetic rather than the meaning I guess and that was me for a long time like it didn't come I wasn't one of those people who just like splurged their life out on the page kind of thing so it took me a little while but yeah eventually I kind of keyed into what I wanted to say and um, it also sort of came in sort of unison with um, going to therapy as well so like learning more about myself um, and that helped me to like figure out what it was that I was already putting on the page and then like take that and sort of turn it up to 10 sort of thing or as much as I could basically. Yeah that that totally makes sense so it's almost like um, you're creating the work naturally and intuitively maybe so you already created something and then you start to learn to understand it a bit more by learning to understand yourself. Yeah yeah exactly yeah that was that was exactly what happened Um, the sort of way I sort of found out about it well I kind of didn't think I was really saying anything other than aesthetic at at first like my images are very minimal um and I kind of just thought of them as that and aesthetic but then my therapist actually pointed out like that she thought that they were quite representative of how I was feeling at the time that like yeah I went through a sort of a big breakup in my life um a long relationship and at the time all I was shooting was lone the lone surfer out in the midst of nothing kind of thing. And I think that was kind of me look feeling more alone or like going out by myself into the world, uh, apart from uh, like, you know, away from the relationship in some ways. Um, 
And then, you know, once that was pointed out to me, I kind of realized also I was shooting a bit later, big groups of people. And that was me looking to find a community of, of people. And I was like, okay, this is, this makes sense. I didn't really think about it. I mean, it seems obvious from the outside, especially to my therapist who found that really funny. But uh, yeah, uh, in retrospect, yeah, it seems quite obvious. But then from there, I was able to sort of like really key into that uh, internal. I think as an artist, you probably think maybe you should say something about the world or stuff like that. But sometimes you just got to talk about your truth. I guess it's kind of how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally understand what you're saying there. Um, and I suppose that I think you were probably doing it really naturally, which is obviously the, the most authentic way to, to do this without thinking, you know, like without saying, oh, I'm feeling like lonely on the beach. So how do I represent that? You know, you were, you're doing it the right way around. You're doing it naturally. So that that's probably um, why it's so powerful. And I suppose to understand that, and to work through that is really important, isn't it? Because that process of self-awareness is so important, isn't it? People, people I don't think people really realise how, how important it is to be self-aware and to start to understand why, why you create your work. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. And especially as like a sort of white male, we're not sort of made to be self-aware by culture, I don't think, a lot of the time. Um and to deal with our emotions, at least, you know, I, I wasn't until I was like 35 very in touch with my emotions at all. And so they came hand in hand. As soon as that started to happen, it started to, I became more aware of what I was wanting to say in my art. And yeah, they came together. It's interesting that you just said 35 because I was the same age, exactly the same age when I got divorced actually and went through a, a really horrible time period in my life. But it also started off that process of self-awareness, which has just been pivotal in my art and my career in my life, you know, and starting to understand myself. Um, so I'm wondering if the same thing happened to you, but because I read once somewhere and this this sticks in my mind and somebody said, in a book somewhere, I don't know where, um, by 35, 90% of us is borrowed. So basically, around that age, we start to realise that we've just sort of taken on roles that maybe aren't naturally what we would be doing otherwise, and we're sort of caregiving or adapting to how society wants us to fit in. And around about that age, we start to realise these things and to start this process of I think it's individuation, it's called. I'm not sure if that's completely correct, but where we start to look outwards and we start to, to realise that actually we sort of stand up and flourish in our own, in our own right once we understand what we, we're truly supposed to be. I don't know if I'm going off topic there. <laughs> no, not at all. That really resonates with me. Like, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I feel like I'd been in a role or a pattern for a long time where I wasn't, paying attention to my who I was particularly and then it all just suddenly started to come together unfortunately with a, a big breakup I mean it wasn't you know we're still friends and like it wasn't a really like it was a big one but it wasn't a horrendous one but like it did lead to me sort of uh yeah questioning those roles and yeah we're figuring out who I am in the world and I'm still doing it all the time I've not figured it out yet I guess it's a lifelong process 
Yeah, yeah, it's quite exciting as well, isn't it? I my big breakthrough was like was reading. Um, I often talk about this actually. Susan Cain's book called Quiet. I don't know if you've read it. No, I've not um, read it. Have you not? But it's about introverts basically and how. Yeah, um, yeah, intro- I'm there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so by looking at your work. How. Uh, powerful introverts are actually it kind of it changed everything for me because I sort of grew up feeling a little bit you know well you know looked down on because you're quiet and you're you're not you're not taking part and and all this and then once I read the book I was like actually hang on a minute no I'm right I've got a lot of strength here and a lot of positives particularly for creatives Uh, introversion is a, a massive massively important trait so I do spend quite a lot of time talking about that. <laughs> but that's probably why I connect to your book as well, actually, because it's very, it's got a very quiet, unassuming feel to it. And I really, um, really like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, it's, it's interesting that you, it's a weird one. You know, when you have thoughts in the back of your head sometimes, but they, you saying that you could feel, you could sort of tell I was a bit of an introvert from the work is really interesting because I've thought about it before a little bit, but not in those terms. But yeah, I think a lot of the time I, I am apart from the people I'm shooting, like quite far away, like observing. And like, yeah, that's classic introvert, isn't it? Whereas you see a lot of surf photographers, they're right up with the surfers. And that's kind of, so yeah, I guess that's what I bring to it. I suppose that's that informs my aesthetic. Yeah, I didn't realise I was an introvert for a long time. Um, I can be quite confident and loud a lot of the time, but yeah, I didn't realise what it really meant and it made me feel quite, yeah, like you said, separate from the crowd in certain ways. I mean, you literally want to be separate from the crowd. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it, 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 when I figured that out, again, it was a bit of self-acceptance. This is who I am. This is what I like. This is okay. And like you say, it, it helps when you spend hours in the studio by yourself. You know, it's kind of integral. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it's really important, actually, as a as a artist, I think, to to be able to embrace that solitude and that that quiet, and um, because that's when actually creatives work best, don't they? Because people don't create in groups naturally, um, so to be able to do that and to be able to be um, alone and be creative is is a real powerful thing. But I do think that when I was yeah, when I was looking at your book, it, it really just, to me, it's, it's uh, I was going to say it screams quiet, that kind of like <laughs> sort of contradictory, but it is a very peaceful, unassuming, but very powerful book. And I think there's a couple of, there's a couple of parallels there, actually, because you're also, you're dealing with something like in nature that's very, very powerful and very, well, r- waves are, are, you know, they're roaring, they're pa- there's power there, isn't there? But you're representing them in a really peaceful quiet way yeah I I think so yeah there's not I don't I'm trying to think through the book and there's not too there's a few moments where I show like the movement of power but very few that yeah much like I think there's um, one I called mirrored limits in there which kind of sums it up that yeah much like I think there's um, one I called mirrored limits in there which kind of sums it up which is a really small I'm kind of a bit more into small waves and it's almost like a person floating on like a, a plane kind of thing and yeah that's kind of what I'm more into I do like uh, the bigger waves but like you say it doesn't my aesthetic I think it also is kind of like I am not the best surfer in the world like I'm I'm, I'm really average so a nice three to four foot wave it's like fine for me two to three as well just that kind of little middle ground I don't want to be going out in five foot and above that's not me so that, that kind of informs my photography as well I think 
That's really funny because I was just about to say before you said that, I quite like a two foot wave because I'm a really bad surfer. <laughs> I've never actually, you know, learned properly to surf. I just actually enjoy being out in the water on the board, to be honest with you. And sometimes it's enough to just be floating on the board. And, you know, when you pop over the top of a wave, it's just the best feeling ever. It's so um, nice, isn't it? Yeah. So actually catching a wave is kind of like, it's great. And you get that little bit of a thrill, but, uh, you know, I've never been very good. Um, but probably never very driven to get better because it's just enough as it is. So one foot's fine for me. <laughs> yeah. You've got to take from it what you want to take from it. I think I've been through phases where I've like really pushed myself to get better and that's great, but you can't always be doing that. I mean, some people do, they get so into it, but yeah, I've always had so many different interests. It's very hard to, you know, push yourself all the time. Your experience of surfing then, that's really what you're drawing upon in your work. Is that right? Yeah, I, it's, I definitely came to surfing late. Like I moved to Newquay in like 2015 and started surfing then. So I haven't been doing it that long, but I like moved right next to Fistral Beach. And like that really helps to take away the friction of having to drive very far to the beach. You know, you just literally walk out onto it. But it's just moving to a new place. I lived in London before that. And, you know, in London, you barely see like 15 metres in front of you at most times. So having the sea there like and being a part of it was just really enticing so yeah it's it's kind of it's a, I just felt fascinated by it all I guess. So this is a relatively new for you then really I mean it's not, not that long that you've been living by the sea is it did you grow up by the the sea at all? No no I, I grew up as far I grew up in Leamington Spa which is pretty much the centre of England so as far as you can get yeah, we went on holiday to Padstow a lot when I was younger and we spent a lot of time in the sea, but no, I didn't really surf. You know, I, I'd, I'd had a few lessons in my 20s, but I didn't really surf until I moved here. Oh, wow. So in terms of subject matter then, at the moment, are you just, are you continuing with this? Is this kind of like a project or is this a, a, a long-term project? So I, basically, I, I photograph the sea in waves and I think I will just do it forever and it, that'll evolve and it'll pivot and it'll, you know, change and adapt. But it'll always be that, for me, it'll always be that subject matter, I think. Are you the same or is it different? Hmm. Do you know what? That's a really interesting question because I'm not sure at the moment. I think I'll always take photos of the sea. I'm a bit like you. I'm fascinated by it. I love it. It's weird because most of my images they feature the sea but they're more about space I guess but because I don't have those big blues it's it's a really monochrome palette really light palette but at the moment yeah I've come to a point where the book has been a real like pardon the phrase bookend to this phase of shooting and now I'm starting to paint um, and it's still fe- my paintings still feature nature but yeah I we're going to see. I'm, I think I'm, I, I will. I, I just feel a bit burnt out on surfing and at the moment in terms of photography and like and, and photography itself. And I, I feel like I will go back. I've always taken photos, but at the moment I've fought, I think I've said what I can say about this type of photography because, you know, my look, it's very, you know, uh, I don't know how you put it, but like you can tell one of my photos and I'm not sure I can keep doing that look. It's a, a really directional look that I, I'm, I need to like move on a little bit, I think, to get that love back. I just haven't figured out how yet. I appreciated that. I thought, yeah, I didn't really know whether that was something you were going to just keep going with. But I, I guess it is um, 
you have done a lot of images of surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it would be hard to, you know, without evolving that in, in some way, it would hard, be hard to, to keep keep on going with it, I suppose. I appreciate people who can. Like I know people who can just, they have their thing and they can just keep finding new nuance in it. And I really, and, and maybe I'll be that eventually, but at the moment, like I, I think maybe I've got like, I don't know, attention deficit, but like I've suddenly painting's my new thing and all I want to do is be in the studio. And, and that's the other thing. Photography is like, you know, I, I love taking photos, but I admire professional photographers because they get out there and they find the photo constantly. And I'm like someone who I just don't want to have to go looking for that. I want it to just come out of me and painting. I can literally just splurge out creativity in the studio about having to, you know, if the weather's a bit rubbish outside, I'm fine. I'm in here painting, whereas you're not going to go out necessarily and get a great photo if it's like grey and like four o'clock on a November evening sort of thing. It's, it's it, You're not going to get a good photo, are you? So I, I, I'm i kind of, I appreciate that in professional photographers, but for me, like I, I see myself more of as an artist and I'm hoping to like move more towards painting now and let that creativity flow out. That's um, that's actually something just just completely random. I I would like to ask you then because um, I I've been thinking about this recently myself. So maybe you can shed some light. You can turn the tables here a little bit. I obviously photograph the sea over and over again, and I just have this desire to keep doing that, and it doesn't ever really stop. As you say, it's slightly different for me. It just just continues. Um, but it also um, paints, or I used to paint. So I did a fine, started doing a fine art degree, and as painting has always been that was there first. And I really want to go back to that, but I. I don't seem to, um, I just got my paints out today to take them. I'm going to Orkney on Saturday and I thought, well, I'm going to spend some time painting because I really want to. But then I seem to get taken, drawn back to going to photograph all the time and not spending the time on painting. And I can't decide whether it's because I'm naturally a photographer or I'm just avoiding the painting because there's some sort of block there because <laughs> I, I, I really want to do it I really want to get back to that real sort of like as you say that splurge you know it's it's so it's sort of free isn't it painting I really want to get back to that so I can't decide I I, I guess I would ask do you feel like for me the photography is so instant which is why I've always loved it um that in the society we live in now where we have like endorphin hits from phones all the time like sitting and like painting is a slower process and much harder and like I think we're training ourselves with phones to not do those slower moments and not have those little endorphin hits like photography is great you, you if you line up a good photo click done and you know you've got it whereas a painting good lord sometimes I get towards the last 25 percent and I'm like terrified to go near it so yeah that's a really good point that actually I think you might have something there actually I, th- I think they're both they're both like very difficult subjects that like there's so many ups and downs to them but yeah I don't know I guess you've got to go with what gives you the most enjoyment yeah yeah and also I I'm professional this is my this is my living so I suppose I just keep going with it and uh, that's my focus I suppose um painting for me would be downtime um so I I struggle a little bit taking downtime so <laughs> maybe yeah. that's the issue yeah quite possibly <laughs> Also, do you have a studio where you paint or do you... No, that's... Yeah, yeah there so you it's go. quite difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, like, turn one of my rooms in my house into a studio because I knew if uh, I had to keep tidying stuff away, 
I'm never going to yes. do anything. So, yeah. Do you know, actually, that is probably part of it because every time you have to then get the table set up and make sure that everything's... And by the time you've done that, it's like... Yeah, it's actually a big thing, that. Yeah, the clean-up as well. Like, I just... You, yeah. You don't... Like, now I just leave it. Done, okay? But that's <laughs> yeah. what I need. I need that to be able to work. I need to make an absolute mess. Yeah. So so do you... Um, what do you do for a living? Um. Oh, good question. Okay, so, like, I do sell... I sell prints. That's, like... I've only started doing that for the last... Since the end of 2019. Um. So I'm quite new to it. But that's, like... It's paying the bills, which is good. But my main income since um, since I was, oh God, I'm so old now, 24. So a long time has been, uh, I work in post-production in the fashion industry. I work on Photoshop, working on other photographers' images, which oh, is really? what, yeah, I've done for a long time. Yeah. So working on stuff for like Vogue and, um, you know, big sort of fashion brands and like big fashion photographers and things like that. So, yeah, that's, but that's been my career. That's what's helped me to survive. And now I'm kind of got this other little thing that I'm sort of growing, which is the, my print business and then eventually paintings, hopefully. Oh, excellent. So uh, yeah, I can, I can see where, where the, where the picture's going now. I wasn't quite sure whether, you know, your photography was your main source of income or your, your art was so that, that helps. I wouldn't um, own a house if it was. Definitely not. I know. <laughs> no I know way. That, I know that feeling. <laughs> yeah. It's not an easy path, is it? But um, um, you're doing exceptionally well. <laughs> um, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's taken me, I've been, like I said, I've been shooting this stuff since 2015. And it's only this year where it's been enough where it feels like, and, uh, and especially as I'm actually going to be like slowing down on it now, it feels a bit weird, but it's only, it's taken me that long to get it to the point where, it could be a career where I could, you know, earn a living off of. It's taken ages. Yeah, it's um, it's not fast, is it? This kind of work. No. no. Could you just tell me about the um, the choice of black and white? Actually, I actually, I love the black and white images that you, you know. I think it works really well with that sort of quiet, minimalistic kind of um, feeling. Is that why you chose it, or was it a conscious choice, or was it natural to you? Yeah, it was. Let me think. That's a good question. Like, I'd say, because I did used to do, you can go, if you go back, you can find, uh, like, I had a more pastely kind of look, a um, washed out pastely look to begin with. And you can still see that back on my feed. But then, yeah, the black and white came natural. I think it's just because it's like ultra minimalism. But also, uh, it's also different from if most uh, photographers, it's all like, you know, vibrant, strong blues and strong, you know, things like that, which is really nice. But like, I kind of realized whilst I was doing this photography that I, I was a bit different if I went full black and white and went full minimalism. And yeah, that just came quite naturally, but also it was really, yeah, set me apart a bit. But in some ways it's, it holds me back because people love color. People, when they want to buy a photo, they love color. And also the fact that I like the, my minimalism, it's hard to tell what the location is that I'm shooting in. And people also love to have pictures of places they've been. So it's been a bit of a, I don't know, a, not a crutch, the opposite of a crutch, a yeah. gammy knee for me, <laughs> a broken ankle. But I just loved it. I I didn't want to do it any other way. So I followed my heart kind of thing. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Because it's, well, you're talking about the sort of people that might want a picture of a place, whereas your, your images are, are 
are artistic and they've got depth to them. So I think the people that will respond to that will, you know, will will love the black and white. I hope so. I, I think I think the re- lots of people say they give them certain emotions, and I think that's what I'm trying to capture rather than a place or a colour or a look and like there's something to be said for that but like this is what I do quite well I guess so it keys into that well. The other things I picked up on are the the chapter headings that you've got I think they're absolutely beautiful you've got correct me if I'm wrong you've got stillness and motion reflection and interconnection and solitude and community now, solitude and community, that was the one actually I thought was really uh, interesting because you were talking about like the idea of being alone when you're surfing, you, you know, you're sort of alone and, and, and depicting people that are fairly solitary in the, in the, in nature. But then you've got the community, which is really actually quite a strong community, isn't it? When you're talking about surfers and anything like, I suppose, anything sort of outdoors and active has their own little community, hasn't they? And what I found interesting was that although I say I'm an introvert and I really like solitude and time alone, I'm happy within a community that understands, that gets it. So that's so surfers get it and swimmers, outdoor swimming as well. It's this very strong community there. So, But you're almost alone within that community, aren't you? Because you're doing your thing. Mm-hmm. It's a strange one, isn't it? You're in amongst a big group of people and then sometimes you're not even, you don't, sometimes I don't even talk to anyone. In a, when I'm like out on my board, it's a weird one. I guess, you know, you were talking about introversion earlier. Like, I think, I think we're introverts. I read something about this sort of resonated with me, which is introverts tend to be, um, have slightly better social skills because we're so anxious about the idea of being in a group that like we're always watching other people and how they behave and sort of looking at our own behaviour. And I think that is where those shots, because I've got some really like shots in there, huge groups, which no one would want to go out in that surfing, but people obviously do. But yeah, I, I find them really interesting. And yeah, that's where that sort of comes from. And I like the sort of contrast between the two. And yeah, it, I get really anxious sometimes going out. I don't know about you, but when I go out and sit in a big group of people, uh, yeah, that my introvert side is definitely a lot more anxious than when I'm just sat alone somewhere. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not so much anxious as just I don't want to do it. <laughs> it's <kind of> like, <laughs> right. I've just got no desire to 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 do that unless unless it's something that I feel really passionate about. So I'm really really happy being out with people when we're talking like of things like this, you know, or of uh, you know photography or art or. Um, but if it's just kind of like parties I don't know I've been to a party in I don't know how many years but it's things like that where you just chit chat and I just get bored and I don't want to be there we um, want to connect on a deeper level don't we exactly like, exactly yeah. you said that much more articulate than I did <laughs> that yeah, that's the other said. thing introverts they kind of want to talk about the things that matter whereas extroverts are quite happy and then both of these things I don't I'm not I don't want to be like sort of shitting on extroverts (laughs) but they're quite happy to like just talk about the sort of this and that the the day-to-day whereas introverts aren't comfortable like or at least in my experience I don't do small talk that well like this is why this has been great we came on and we straight got into the 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 sort of deeper stuff I find that much easier to talk about but that is actually it's actually true that I've read that several several times about introverts yeah I, I don't really want to spend time with a lot of people for no reason 
<laughs> yeah, it's yeah, basically. I know exactly what you mean. Parties are not my my jam. No. no. So one one final thing, I just wanted to um, ask you about. You you've spoken quite a bit in the book about um, gratitude, which I found a, a lovely thing to to hear. Um, I I totally believe that gratitude is one of the keys to happiness. It's quite a big one, actually. Can you tell me a little bit about it from your side of things? I have a gratitude practice where I have, um, I don't have a gratitude diary now. I have a little a sort of um, a diary where you sort of write what's happened to you in a small part of the book. And then you do it year on year and you get to look back at what you've done. And like, I write down in that what I'm grateful for. But I did a gratitude diary for like two or three years and it was huge for me. Like, I, I just found I'm, I, I'm with you. I think it's so important and we can get to the end of the day and not look at the little things that we've done, the small things we've seen. The book's called The Waves Between because I found that I was going out and sitting on my board and paddling in for waves, not getting them, paddling for waves, falling off uh, and just focusing and just wanting, I, need, I just need to get these waves and surf and like, that's not the way to do things I needed to sit there and appreciate not just the waves that I was riding on but the waves between those that I was just enjoying the small ones that don't mean anything and that's kind of where the sort of title came from for the book and that was huge for me and appreciating my life and yeah it was a huge thing for me oh that's really nice to hear actually so that that um idea when I said earlier about the thing that I like most is when you go over over a wave you sort of plop over and goes you slap down or sometimes when the spray hits you I love that as well <laughs> when you can just hear it around you yeah after, and it hits yeah. you after, after you know when you're behind it but it hits you I love it absolutely love that bit so that's that's a really nice way of thinking of gratitude actually being grateful for those moments in between <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that's what the book is as well it's kind of like not there's not many shots of people looking great on you know huge waves it's more about there's people on the giving someone else a hug on this on the beach or a dog walking across to someone or just those little moments I just love sitting on a board and a bird flying across just you know when they fly like inches yeah. off the water you know that oh, they're yeah. not doing that for any other reason and it feels good and I just love that so yeah I'm swimming more now because I don't live near the near the surf, so I I swim quite a lot, and that is one of my favourite things when the birds go, go zooming past you like really really low to the water. I just it's just the best thing ever. Thank you so much for that. It was it was a really lovely chat. Um, do you want to just say where you can be found on the internet so people can find your book and buy it? <laughs> yes. Uh, so on Instagram, I'm at JJ Midwinter. And then uh, my website is www.jjmidwinter.com. You can buy my book there. Uh, it's also, it's published by um, New Heroes and Pioneers, who are a uh, Scandinavian publishing house. And uh, it's available everywhere else. Like you could get it It's in bookshops, Amazon, in the US, Singapore, everywhere, basically, which has been amazing. <laughs> so, <great>. yeah. <laughs> But, it, but if you buy it from me, you get like postcards and you get some extra little bits with it. So yeah, get it from me. Yeah, those postcards were really nice. It was just a lovely, lovely, lovely package and lovely um, surprise as well. So but that's great. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. It's been really nice. Thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to support me in my work, please 
do subscribe to this podcast and share it or review it. That really helps. You can also find me at quietlandscapes.co.uk or on Instagram at Margaret Soraya and also on YouTube. Thank you so much and I will see you on the next episode.